0: 18
1: plus Hey everybody and welcome to the billboard.com Pop Shop podcast. My name is Jason Lipshutz and I am an associate editor and the Pop Shop blog editor of billboard.com. Based in New York, but I am not in New York right now. I am in beautiful Chicago It's actually not that beautiful, it's rainy today But it's but still beautiful It's, still a beautiful, it's a still a beautiful Midwest city We are here for Lollapalooza 2014 We do not have Keith Caulfield on the line today We will check back in with him later this week On the Pop Shop Podcast for Chart Goodness But instead, we have two people Arguably better than Keith No, I kid, I kid, I kid, Keith I miss Keith um, But we do have Billboard.com editor Ty Comer is here How's it going, Ty?
2: I can't believe that Keith has already gotten, like...
1: He's going to hear just, this, like, and he's going to get so huffy podcast, on Wednesday's podcast. podcast. It's going to be but, great. you know,
2: I don't know how well he'd do with the mud out here. But, uh, yeah, I am doing great. I have no problem with mud, and I'm having a great time at La
1: There you go. And we have Billboard.com editor Denise Warner making her Pop Shop podcast debut. Woo! <laughs>
3: I'm also a Lala virgin, too, so be gentle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well put. Uh, I This is my first Lollapalooza. We, we've we done podcasts at Coachella. We did one at Bonnaroo. Now we are rolling on to Lollapalooza. And, yeah, so we're, we're going to take a, a, a little while to, to talk about some of the artists that we saw, some of the highlights, some of the interviews, some of the backstage stuff, uh, get you guys filled in, and... Uh, on all the action here at Lollapalooza, I, ch- I just checked out Run the Jewels in the rain. It is rainy. We're, we're taping this on Sunday afternoon, um, so yeah. So let, let's start with uh, the Friday headliner, Eminem, who had the biggest uh, surprise of the entire festival, uh, I, I would say. So, so, Denise, you took in the whole Eminem show, no pun intended.
2: <laughs> what was
1: that? What was that like? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it took me a second to actually get that I was like oh my god what are you oh, okay I get it. no well, Eminem show no I, I, get, it, I get it now, I get it now. All right, it was very it. clever it's,
1: oh thanks guys We're a little fright it's been three days yeah three days, it's yeah. been yeah <laughs> but how okay so how was Marshall Mathers
3: actually it was really great I mean I was totally into him I think like I volunteered to go see Eminem so I was happy um he started off with a lot of his newer stuff from Recovery and Marshall Mathers. Remind me of what it is. Marshall Sorry. Mathers LP2. LP2, thank you. Um, <laughs> and then he like went into some of the older stuff, like Shady will kill you, like, or kill you, and everything. And then Rihanna came out. And that was like, I actually screamed a little bit. Wow, really? I'm one of those girls. No, that's fine. <laughs> but what was really exciting about the Rihanna thing was that, you know, she did Love the Way You Lie and she did The Monster, but she also sang the hook on, the Dido's hook from Stan, which yes. was actually really exciting. And she seemed a little tentative about it, but she sounded pretty good. I wonder if she'll do that with him on tour. Probably, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I hope,
1: I hope so. So... Definitive Stan Hook rankings. So you have Dido, you have Rihanna, and then you have Elton John at the Grammys that one year. <laughs> so how, how would you order them?
3: Uh, That's a pretty tough one. Obviously, <laughs> I put Elton John first. Yes, okay. <laughs>
1: I was a little
2: concerned. The ultimate diva. But how can he be, how can he be denied? And anyway. you know, the funny thing about Rihanna and Eminem is that I was as far away from that as you could be. I was on the other side of the field watching Arctic Monkeys, but it was one of those moments that was so huge that I even knew about it when yes. it was happening because Twitter blows up, your email blows up, and it's just like, oh, wow, Rihanna's here. That's awesome. Yes. Because you're kind of, you kind of expect those things at Coachella because there's like 12 guest spots today, but it doesn't always happen at Lollapalooza, so it was really great to hear that uh, Rihanna made the trek out here. Yeah. What was, what was the crowd reaction like? When if
3: everyone screamed i literally i looked down for a second to like sign into billboard's twitter account so i could tweet something about the eminem show as we're supposed to be doing and um all of a sudden like our boss like taps me and he's like rihanna just appeared and i was like what and i like couldn't (laughs) sign onto twitter i'm like i need to tweet this right now i'm like going crazy but it was pretty awesome
1: that's so cool so eminem headlined on friday uh one of the The most attended shows on Friday Now did did you guys I actually don't know this Did you guys see any of Iggy Azalea Who played Friday afternoon at 4.30
3: I didn't I just read your brilliant 12 (laughs) things That we we saw at Iggy Azalea I thought there was a lot of puking girls A lot of
1: puking girls So okay So my experience with Iggy Azalea So she was uh, scheduled at 4.30 on Friday And I was like I was like all right, I'm going to make myself I'm going to get there like 4.15 Because I know it's going to be crowded at 4:10 literally people start stampeding over to the Perry stage which is where she played to catch Iggy Azalea. It was it was absolute madness and I started the the set in the very far back of the crowd and I was like it was so suffocatingly crowded and then I was like no, I have to have the full Iggy Azalea experience. So I wormed my way all the way to the front.
3: You were one of those jerks. I
1: was one of those jerks <laughs> and I'm like a big guy, so <laughs> These tiny girls rapping along to P. U double double dollar sign Y were like, What is this
3: guy doing? What is that about? <laughs> I know. Uh
1: it was it was surreal and I mean what what I wrote about but I mean first of all I wrote like the crazy things I witnessed, which was like people taking tree selfies and one guy just d- declaring, I only know one song. Like that was one guy in back and he was like, I just realized I only know one song by Iggy Azalea. But like people, what I, I want people to understand is like she's like a rock star to teams right now.
2: You know, I didn't see the set, but she walked through here, and we're we're set up back in the artist area. So there have been legit rock stars walking around all day, coming to talk to us. When Iggy Azalea walks through on the way to her set, like people stop everybody and knew. they pay attention. I mean, she looked amazing, but like she just oozes star quality she's one of the biggest stars it's been her all weekend
1: it's nuts and she hasn't really I mean she only has one album she has a couple songs that really people can name she did work everybody liked that she didn't do problem. she didn't do her problem verse she
3: didn't do problems she didn't do her problem that's
1: verse that's a problem that is a problem <laughs> see what but I did there <laughs> the, the performance itself, like, I think she's still kind of finding her sea legs a little bit on stage. She sat down for a lot of the performance. Um, she was kind of, like, sexily dancing with all of her backup dancers. How was her rapping? Her rapping was great. It, it, that wasn't a problem at all. Like, she can spit, but she still got to... I, I mean, the the thing I joked about in my write-up was that her stage banter was just really subpar, where she, she was like... I heard it gets cold in Chicago, and then she she stopped for a second, and then she was like, "Let's make it hot, Chicago!" <laughs> so, listen, that's awesome, that's, dude. <laughs>
2: She's trying. I'm, she is
1: trying that, but that's also like a like a joke my dad might say. So, no offense to Iggy Azalea, I I enjoyed it. It was kind of insane. So, we did not get to talk to Iggy Azalea, but Ty, we did get to talk to Lord, another huge star oh, of the yes, past we did. year. You got to actually meet Lord face to
2: face. I was in Lord's trailer. You were in on the couch. You were there. in
1: Lord's care.
2: I have. I was. Yes, I was in Lord's care in her inner sanctum. It was awesome. It was wow. really awesome. So um, what was that like? Well, so I had. I went over to the stage to see her play before I talked to her, and it was the most crowded set that I had seen so far I mean obviously Eminem outcast pulled big crowds but it was packed with people I could barely get through everybody was singing along I mean talk about being a huge star I mean Lord is just in it. she's another level she's a supernova um and Seven Nation Army is playing behind us. Yeah,
1: Cage the Elephant just started playing yeah, Seven Nation yes, Army. Awesome, awesome. Vic Mensa also covered Seven Nation Army yesterday.
2: It's a good tune. It's a good yeah. tune. Um, anyway, um, Lorde did not cover Seven Nation Army, but she did do all of her hits, which everybody was singing along to. So I went to her trailer afterwards, and it's interesting watching her perform because it's just – there's not a whole lot going on on stage in terms of the production, but she just owns it because she's got such energy. And I'm watching her perform, and I'm thinking about, like – it's hard to forget that she's 17 years old when you go to her trailer afterwards and she's wearing like these blue striped pajamas and she's just sort of like on her couch. Like you realize that this is a teenager and she's very much a teenager, very talented and very precocious teenager. But, um, she's super lovely, really personable. And she, uh, gave me a couple scoops on things that she's working on, which is pretty exciting.
1: Very cool. So, and you, I'm I'm sure, talked to her about The Hunger Games. Talked a lot
2: about The Hunger Games. Curating
1: the Mockingjay soundtrack, which is cool.
2: (laughs) Yes, she is. And, um, you know, I asked her how it came to be, and she just said that they asked her to do the song for the closing credits, and it was her that asked what they were doing with the entire soundtrack. So, she talked to some people and they just gave her the reins, and she's been doing everything. She's calling all the artists. Um, She's setting everything up. She's sort of Creating the entire vibe and mood of the soundtrack, um, which she's really excited about she wouldn't tell me who was going to be on it but she did say that there were going to be some big surprises so i'm actually um looking forward to it a lot it must be kind of mind-blowing to be a 17 year old and have this moment where
1: you know mocking jay the new hunger games movie is one of the biggest movies of this year and they ask you to curate the entire soundtrack like i remember at like when i was 17 i was so pumped to be driving like yeah this is great and she's curating huge soundtracks. And also, you know, she
2: said that last year, when the last Hunger Games movie came out, she saw it in a movie theater in New Zealand. And now she is curating the soundtrack for the next one that just shows goes to show, like, how far she's come in a really short period of time.
3: Well, not to, like, correct you, but she also did the Tears for Fears cover for the last Hunger Games movie. So I yeah. wonder if that, like... Yeah, there's. And it was really good. Yeah. Was a big yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, 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 obviously there's a, you know, <laughs> she has a track record with track record with them, But, you know, she um, you know, she's definitely really proud of the work that she's doing. And uh, she's also really proud of the Weird Al cover that yes. just came out. Foil. Amazing. Yeah. So I want to
1: I want to talk to you guys about some of the dance stuff, non non-lord dance stuff here at. Lollapalooza 2014. So I really enjoyed seeing Zed. I did not catch all of Eminem's show, but I really enjoyed seeing Zed, who had a, a smaller audience because he was going up against Eminem and the Arctic monkeys. And he 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 sounded great. He he did a cover of he did a remix, I should say, of rude by Magic, which went over really well. He did remixes of Bastille, of disclosure, he dropped his own clarity and stay the night. So Zed was fantastic to end Friday for me. So how was uh, Cruella last night? Who was going on during Outcast?
3: I saw Cruella for about five minutes, and like I am. Not- I like EDM, I'm not a big huge fan, but this was really awesome, I was super into it, and their show was actually really beautiful, and not actually, it was really beautiful, there was fire yeah. I liked the light, they were really into it, because obviously uh, they're from Chicago, and they were just really excited to be playing here, and the crowd loved them, but, but Ty, you saw more of it.
2: Yeah, I was there for about a half an hour or so, and they have I've seen them play a couple of times, and the energy that they bring is always insane. They're jumping on top of their turntables, they're going out into the crowd, they're singing live, which is awesome, you don't see that happen every yeah. day, but like, um, really talented girls, I had a chance to talk to them back here, um, and they're just so sweet, and they were really psyched to play Lollapalooza, I mean, they used to come here when they were younger just as fans, and so they had a lot of friends here, and it was sort of like their their homecoming gig, and it was and really you, awesome. And you
1: chatted with Cruella beforehand but a couple hours before their set, right? Yeah. Very cool. We actually have a clip from that, so here is Cruella talking to Ty backstage at Lollapalooza 2014.
3: This is probably one of those full circle nights for us, because I remember as a kid I used to come to this festival. I used to see my favorite bands here. And coming back and playing it for the first time, we're headlining Perry's stage tonight. It's a fucking honor, honestly. I, I think that coming to our hotel and playing a legendary festival like Lala couldn't be better, any better. We have our family here, our friends here. It feels so good.
1: So thanks again to Cruella for stopping by the Billboard Hangout back here at Lollapalooza. So you you said you caught some of Cruella, and then did you see some of Calvin Harris as well? Because last night was like, Danceathon a time. I,
2: I raved all day yesterday and yes, I did go over to Cruella, after Cruella, to see Calvin Harris um, who, I, I, I mean, it's a party over there. It's yeah. a party. I got there right when he dropped Sweet Nothing cut out the vocals, the crowd totally filled in for it. I mean, people were psyched um, there were fireworks and it was just amazing, you know I mean, like, there's insane energy, everybody around me was dancing, I was dancing, it was great Yeah
3: there were a lot of fireworks last night because there were fireworks at the Outkast show, yes, show too. Yes, I know.
1: Last night was pyrotechnics night as well. I it, what was what was great for me. So I watched all of Outkast. This was actually my fourth time seeing Outkast this summer since they since they started at Coachella. And Ty, you and I saw them at Coachella. I thought they were they were
2: very good but not great. At Coachella and a lot yeah, of... Yeah, people have, like, gave him a lot of pe- shit for that. But like I, I thought that they were okay. They definitely were not great. I was happy to see OutKast back on stage. But I've seen them a couple times since then. They definitely have smoothed out the yeah. edges. And, well, like, yeah, that's what right. I was
1: going to say is that they... I think they've reached that greatness peak of just really getting... I mean, they've had almost four months to do it and they've really put their set together in a way that makes complete sense now. The solo sets between Big Boy and Andre are shorter. They're, they make a little bit more sense. The crowd is more into it. And, sorry, so one of our producers just is, came by carrying a, a tray of, it looks like pulled pork sandwiches and almost slipped in the mud
3: backstage at <laughs> Lollapalooza
1: 2014. Bring you all the action as it yes. happens. But most importantly about OutKast is that it looks like Andre and Big Boy are just having more fun up there. They, they they started the whole festival circuit looking a little bit icy toward each other and now they're smiling at each other, they're like following each other around on stage. They actually like you know the big cube in the middle of their stage, like during a Quemini, Andre was was kind of leading like a little like parade of him and Big Boy. It was great. <laughs> it was, it was like they were cracking jokes, they were joking about Sleepy Brown's attire. Andre had a great wig. Andre had a great wig. It, it was it was a fantastic show, and as as Denise said that there were fireworks in the middle. It was it was a great great night.
3: I tried to after Cruella, I tried to stop by Outcast for a second, and I don't know if it was because I was way closer at Eminem, but I felt like the crowd was much bigger at Outcast. But someone, I could totally yeah. be wrong because I was like so far back I couldn't even see the screen, and I am a little short, which is a bit of a problem. <laughs> but yeah, it was huge. Like everyone was into it, and I wish I could have. Like I was walking back to the back to the hotel and I was like dancing along. Yeah. So I forget,
2: yeah. Yeah. I had the thought that I was going to pop in and see them for a second before I went to see Cruella and I got to the very edge of the field and it was like uh, no I'm not because it was just <laughs> packed 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 with people.
1: And that's the thing is that I was actually kind of surprised about that because if you think about it you know. Because nobody likes outcast. No I mean, no it's <laughs> hey listen I I love Outkast with my whole heart but they are you know a veteran artist if you're a 19-year-old kid, like I said earlier today, you're going to be more familiar with Calvin Harris's songs, and you're going to want to dance on a Saturday night at Lollapalooza, might necessar- not necessarily stick around for an hour and 45 minutes of OutKast, but there was a big crowd the entire time. There were some people that left, but a lot of people stayed, so that was really cool to see. And uh, I, I know that they're doing OVO Fest soon after this, but you guys should... Uh, should Check and them every, out, and every other
3: festival, and every is other festival. If you're at a festival, for the rest of time.
1: <laughs> yes. So, uh, speaking of the kids and connecting here at Lollapalooza, we got to talk about Spoon. So
3: we do have to talk about. Okay, spoon. so Denise,
1: you were at right. Spoon. So I'm what? Take
3: the mic away. Ty and I are sharing a mic, and I've been awkwardly <laughs> leaning over. So I'm just gonna hold.
1: Go it. for it. Spoon's <laughs> your time to shine. So what? So what was it like watching spoon because they played right before calvin harris on the bud light stage
3: yeah it was you know obviously a big stage and there were a lot of people there definitely into spoon you could tell but i think a lot a lot of the bros and broettes whatever girl bros are called (laughs) i tend to just call them girl bros um no no with no like disrespect to calvin harris because i like that too but there were a lot of 19 year old girls out there and their tiny tops and they I'm kept still w- laughing
1: at broettes. <laughs> I don't know that that might be the best oxymoron ever.
3: But so I, Spoon started at around I forget six, six forty-five. Yeah, six forty-five. I think. And I think there were a lot. There were definitely a lot of Spoon fans because they're all singing along like me. But there were a lot of people there to just claim their to stake their spot for Calvin Harris. And they yeah. kept. I, I got asked about four times. Who is this?
1: Oh Who no! Is this? And I'm like,
3: it's Spoon. And then I, this one girl was actually, I kind of liked her because she was in her tiny top, and she's like, you know what? I kind of like this Spoon.
2: Oh. And I was like,
3: see, you're getting an education here. Oh wow.
2: Well, I mean, but but honestly, it's like, I like Spoon. I like Calvin Harris. They're not two acts that you typically see on a bill together. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's it's a little bit. Odd. I got to sort of understand how the audiences didn't really overlap. But it's good to hear that Spoon uh, turned got some new fans that night.
3: I mean I'm really happy for them. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. That reminds me of last year at Bonnaroo when Bjork played right before Jack Johnson and <laughs> and I was then I'm a, I'm literally wearing a Bjork t-shirt right now. I love Bjork and I was in the front and I just was w- looking around at people who were clearly there waiting to see Jack Johnson. Just the confusion on their faces like what is this Icelandic woman doing? Um,
3: I wish we were on video so I could tell <laughs> you like when I would say oh it's Spoon and like they tried to tell their friends and they would like make like an eating motion. They were like, like Spoon. Oh, spoon? Like, spoon. Yeah. Like a spoon. Yeah. Like You should have told them it was
1: Fork. Oh this band Fork. <laughs> They're great. Now I actually saw Spoon uh, at on Friday night at the Metro in Chicago. They played to like a thousand people. I somehow got into that, and it, it was a great show. And I think there was like a better atmosphere because everybody there was actually psyched to see Spoon. They played some new songs. You guys
2: uh, did some after parties as well. What, what did you guys see after Lollapalooza ended? Well, I think the great thing about the Lollapalooza situation is that it ends kind of early. It's We had to be out of the park by 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock but yeah. it means that a lot of bands play in clubs around here and there's a lot of clubs in Chicago, so like the it keeps going and um I actually went to see Interpol play on Wednesday night, which was an official Lollapalooza party, two days before the gates even opened. And, yep. you know, they were awesome. Plus I knew that they were playing at about five forty five in the afternoon on Friday and I prefer to see Interpol in sort of a a um a small dark place rather than an open <laughs> sunny field. So um, they were awesome, but there's been some great bands that played. Um, um, like you mentioned, Spoon's and After Party. Last night, Young the Giant uh, yes. brought some friends on stage. So they had Manchester Group Orchestra Love, and Manchester Group Orchestra, Love, Yeah, uh, Who I played Twister with. I don't want to get too far on the podcast before I pat myself on the back. For okay, actually so doing let's some. talk about it.
1: So Ty, you've been, I, I think of the three of us, you've been back here. Doing uh, a, a lot of interviews, and you did play Twister with a couple bands. So how? So break break this down. How does this happen that you are interviewing someone while putting left hand on green?
2: Um, I didn't actually know how it was going to happen until it started happening. So, uh, thank you to Fits in the Tantrums for being good sports because that could have gone disastrously wrong. But it actually was a <laughs> lot of fun for everybody involved. Um, it's uh, it's challenging to hold yourself up on one hand. So, I lost every game that we played, oh, um, no. but I also got some pretty good stuff from them while we are playing, too.
3: So, you really actually won? So, at the end of
2: the day, I won. At the end of the day, I won. Um, But, yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know that I will be making it a habit, but, you know, hey, it's, uh, it's a Lollapalooza back here, so... Hey, seemed like we've seen a Now's appreciate. a good
1: time to say that if you want to see Ty's Twister interviews, as well as all of our Lollapalooza coverage, check out Billboard.com. Everything is right there and easy to find and very fun. I believe Billboard.com
2: slash uh, slash Lollapalooza.
1: Billboard.com slash Lollapalooza. Denise, did you see anything a- after show or
3: I didn't because I'm a little lame and an old person. <laughs> I was a little bit tired and honestly doing a little bit of work, so. That's fair.
1: That's fair. (laughs) But
2: you know, you still have tonight because the after parties are rolling on. So. Yeah, yeah. There's a party. See, I'm out of the loop now. I'm the one. Yeah, I'm also a
3: little bit of a loser and don't get invited. Actually, did get invited. (laughs) Oh no!
2: But I had to give my ticket away because. You're always you're always invited to
1: my party, Denise. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> um, well, there you go. So so what are what are some of the smaller artists, Denise, that you saw? Who, who are some people that you got to check out that
3: you weren't that familiar with? I mean, I, well, I am a little bit familiar with Churches because yep. I've been listening. I randomly started listening to their album on Spotify. That's how I find all my music. <laughs> um, but I really like them. Lauren Mayberry is so cute. And yes, she had this tiny. great, like, she was just wearing a cute little outfit, but she had this great almost Lady Gaga-esque like under eye, like wing oh, makeup. Oh, cool. It was pretty, she looked really great. And she was cute. She dedicated one of the songs to her parents who had just celebrated or were about to celebrate their 40th anniversary. Wow. It was a little sad because she was like, yeah, we've been, it's so great that we've been touring and everything, but we've missed a lot of stuff back home. So mom and dad, happy 40th an- wedding anniversary. Uh. But it was really cute. I really liked their music. The crowd was really into them. And that's actually where I saw Nick from The Bachelorette so I'll tell you wait
2: wait wait I meant to talk to you about this because like I actually because of my fiance randomly started watching The Bachelorette and Nick was there?
3: Nick was there so I didn't even know so I'm trying to be like I'm trying to speaking of bros I was going to try to do (laughs) a feature on and I couldn't get enough pictures of bros at Lollapalooza and I walked up to the church's stage they were on Lakeshore and I saw a bunch of stereotypical bros sitting down on the ground and I like stealthily take a picture and this one guy like snaps his head over and he's super cute and I was like oh okay whatever and then all these girls start swarming after him and I'm like who the heck (laughs) is this guy and so I asked one of them and they were like oh it's the guy from The Bachelorette now I haven't watched The Bachelorette or The Bachelor in a long time but I do watch Twitter and I heard he did not say some very nice things about losing to the whoever won Josh or whatever and he's he, he slut-shamed the bachelorette, Andy. Wow. Um. what? Yeah, he was like, how come we slept together then? It's like, I thought you really loved me. I'm like, oh, yeah, every girl you've slept with, you really loved? Like, don't even. But, wow. yeah, he was there. He was really enjoying churches. He left before it was through because I feel like the girls were bothering him. <laughs> But <laughs> I did text one of my uh, one of my old coworkers who is a big bachelorette fan, and I was like, "Hey, I just saw Nick," and she was like, "What? You have to get a picture of him." And I was like, "Well, I actually kind of already did accidentally." Wow. But back to the music, churches was great. The crowd was really into them, and it was really like <laughs> fun to see that because you know you never know when smaller bands come through like. What the crowd's going to be like?
1: I've never felt more lost on this podcast than I have right now. Start but I'm the well, no in a, dude. Gra- in a great way. Yeah, I've i I guess I'm going to have just to watch, watch the, the finale. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So so again, speaking of bros, so Ty, this is your tenth Lollapalooza. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. to you know,
2: Ty. Uh, you no, no, no. A nice I I, I, right I, I just want to say that if you are a bro and you are listening. Thank you very much, and we love you. And please don't take offense. No, I, this is a, this is a, this this whole podcast
1: is a pay on to the bros. But so I want to ask you because this is your tenth Lollapalooza. You've been to Bonnaroo and you love Coachella. And what, not so. only is it my
2: tenth Lollapalooza, I went to the first Lollapalooza. I'm old school. I was there in '91 when Trent Reznor crawled on the stage and kicked everything off. So. Yes. Okay, this so is, you're I'm a Lollapalooza vet. Against.
1: So talk to us about, this is our first Lollapalooza. We've made our own judgments. Talk to us about the crowd and the vibe and the atmosphere at Lollapalooza. What you enjoy, what you notice.
2: I mean, well, obviously Lollapalooza has changed. I, I kind of think that, you know, Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza is the reason that there is a Bonnaroo and a Coachella, if you really think about it, because um, that was the first time that, you know, I was just out of high school and that was the first time that I had an opportunity to see all of my favorite bands sort of play together in one single setting. and that's kind of like what I think has really inspired like the U.S. festival scene. Yeah. And so now it's like, you know, Palooza set up shop in Grand Park 10 years ago. So we're both celebrating our 10 year anniversaries in a way. Um, and, you know, it's like there's a lot of people here. I mean, if you are a kid in Chicago and you like music, there is absolutely no reason for you not to be at Palooza. And no matter what kind of music you like, there is something here for everybody. And I think that that's what makes it really cool is just the fact that you can catch Interpol, you can... Can see, um, you can see Bleachers. You can see Janae Aiko, who I saw this morning, who was yes. incredible. Um, and then you can also see Cruella and Calvin Harris. So it's like there's a really diverse group of um, group of acts here, and it just sort of speaks to sort of like the cross-section of people who just come out and pack the park every yeah, year. Yeah,
1: you mentioned Jane, I, uh, Janae Aiko, and, and she sounded great to me. I, I really enjoyed the two I want to highlight. Courtney Barnett, who I know was back here. She sounded fantastic. Very Exile and Guyville vibes I got from her. She played early on Friday. And just just great songs I also really liked Vic Mensa Who was also back here And he Don't sleep on Vic Mensa Because that dude He brought out Chance the Rapper He covered Seven Nation Army He had my single favorite moment Of the entire festival When he, when he introduced a song by saying This song's new And then he paused And then he said it's about threesomes. That's all and that's all he said. And that was that's how he introduced a song called Major Pain. I was like, Alright, very succinct. I very think there was succinct. a sex doll involved. There was a sex doll involved yeah. with that song. I've
3: seen a few sex dolls like hanging around. Really? Yeah. Like one was like taped to some guy's backpack. I was like, okay, and it was a tiny little one. And I was like, What are you doing with that? But
1: <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> so that's a, that gives you a little idea of what the vibe is like at Lollapalooza. So we we actually uh, we talked to Vic Mensa about here about uh, Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza is a very special festival to him because he actually almost died trying to sneak in to Lollapalooza a couple years ago. Here is Vic Mensa on the Shot podcast.
4: When I was like 17 years old, I was uh, trying to get into Lollapalooza in like an alternative way. You know what I'm saying? And the first day I had no problem. I'd been there and I saw J Cole and like, and it was dope. And uh, they up security like crazy. It was just impossible to like get in. How I got in the day before, I tried to do something crazy, climbing down like the train structure over on, on Monroe and down off of a bridge. And I touched a transformer, and it was fifteen thousand volts of electricity in and out of my elbow. And um, and I was at the top of the bridge, so I fell. My arms just shot out in front of me, and I just kind of was. It was it was strange. It was really surreal. I was seeing myself from from an overhead view, like, and I just saw my arms shoot out like Frankenstein. And then I fell like 30 feet, and um, and then I got up, which was weird too, because I definitely could have like broken my neck or something. But um, you know, the whole experience was was just something different something really spiritual and just living and you know making it past that and being back is um it's amazing all
1: right thanks again to Vic mensa for stopping back here hanging out at the billboard Lollapalooza hangout and we we got to go guys because it's it's uh it's sunday afternoon we got to catch the last day of music who are you guys going to see tonight who are you guys excited about
3: I'm about to go see Glenn Hansard, which I'm really excited for. Also the Avid Brothers and Young the Giant, which I missed last night. And then I think I'm going to go see Chance the Rapper because I want to see him too.
1: That's a full day. I know, right? There you go. What about you, Ty?
2: Uh, the EDM has been working for me this year, so I'm going to catch Skrillex on the Bud Light stage later on. Um, Darkseid is also playing at the same time, Ooh. and uh, you could not get more different between Darkseid and Skrillex, so um, I think that I'm going to go from um, from the big beats to the drony post-rock, so <laughs> that should be pretty fun. And then also, you know, I just realized today that Ethan from Crystal Castles is here, Yes, and he's DJing before Skrillex, and I... Don't know how I missed that, but I'm definitely going to be from friend center for that.
1: It is his time. Well, cool. I am looking forward to seeing anyone that is dry because it just started pouring here again at Lollapalooza. Sadly, it's like a sun shower. Very, very sad. Uh, I'm going to check out Chance the Rapper as well. Maybe some Childish Gambino. It'll be a fun time here at Lollapalooza. Thank you to Denise. Thank you to Ty. Denise, this was your first Pop Shop podcast. It
3: was. How, how was it? I didn't totally screw it up. We talked about
1: The Bachelorette. I did not see that <laughs> twist what coming. what I
3: bring to the table. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So, like I said, we will be back later this week um, with Keith uh, and special guest Jesse J, who is going to stop by the Pop Shop podcast later this week. So, uh, we'll see you Thursday on that. Thanks for all for listening. Thank you guys again for joining and take care.
2: Later